Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Carolyn Chamberlain, Commercial Director here at Blueprint Partnership, and I'd like to introduce you to two of our, our directors. So Sam Hope, one of our account directors, and Mike Pep, so one of our other account directors and also our innovation lead. Today, we're going to be discussing one of our fairly new AI tools, which we have validated and since included in some of our recent projects for our pharmaceutical clients. So we're going to be talking about Swarm AI. Mike, if I can call on you to begin with, kind of what is Swarm AI and why is it important and why have we started exploring and validating this tool? Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, of course. Um, if you think about swarms in nature, you know, you're all probably familiar with seeing, you know, bees or swarms of birds kind of in the evening. Um, and the reason why swarms exist is because it allows the collective to make better decisions than any single individual in the swarm. Um, and that, that's kind of the reason why um, swarms have, have kind of evolved and why we see them. And Swarm AI is really the attempt to replicate that in a market research setting so that we can bring together a group of people uh, with knowledge of an area and get their pooled, their shared intelligence so that we actually arrive at a better prediction or a better assist assessment of a future situation than we would have got by asking any one of those individual um, participants. So in this case, you know, for us as a company, that will be uh, doctors or sometimes even KOLs. Uh, so the whole purpose of the swarm is to enable the group to arrive at a decision um, and know that that group is going to be giving you a better overall answer than you would have got from any single individual within it. Thanks, Mike. So have we used it on patients or could this be used on patients? You mentioned KOLs and obviously physicians. Any views there? Absolutely. I think the key thing with the, with a swarm is you need to make sure that the people participating in the swarm have broadly equivalent level of knowledge and understanding. Um, so, you know, you could certainly talk to patients. One of the beauties of the Swarm as well is you can actually use the platform to introduce a certain level of information so that you can bring everybody up to a certain level of, of understanding or knowledge. You can share information or expectations with them. Um, the way that the Swarm actually works is also really important because what happens is that it's it's a collective setting so you typically have 10 or more people participating in the swarm they're engaging and interacting with one another but there's a couple of really important things first of all they're all anonymous so nobody knows who anybody else is you would maybe explain up front that they're all patients or that they're all kols or that they're all uh, physicians working in a certain area so that everybody understands enough about the qualifications and the criteria for inclusion so that they can take everybody's input seriously. But because it's anonymous, there's no opportunity for deference. Everybody's opinion counts, uh, you know, and, and opinions are uh, weighted and responded to on the basis of their quality as an opinion, not on who said it or exactly uh, kind of their, their level of status. And the other important element of the way the swarm takes place is that it's based on behaviours. It's not what 
people say. So it's not about who's got the loudest voice. It's not about who's the most eloquent. It's about the decisions that they're making and the responses of the other individuals in the swarm to those decisions, whether they're influenced by those decisions because they see them as being fundamentally good and appropriate, or whether, you know, kind of those are those are opinions that they're willing to overlook because there's a better solution being offered elsewhere within the swarm. So we bring, thank you, Mike. So we bring a group of individuals together. They're all anonymous, so they don't know each other, which yep. has merits too. Is there an optimum length of time um, that the swarm can, can 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 be conducted? Are we are we looking at what's the time limit we should be recommending? It's really interesting because I think when we started out with this. A couple of things struck us. First of all, that it's really engaging. People like participating in a swarm and we see that real energy. And I think initially we were thinking that maybe a half hour would be the appropriate limit because it will be difficult to maintain that level of energy for, for longer than that. What we've actually seen is that um, we've actually started having longer swarms, certainly 45 minute swarms seem to work perfectly well. You know, if you've got a, a topic or a set of questions that are sufficiently interesting, the swarm process keeps engagement for, for that period of time and 45 minutes works fine. I still suspect in my own mind that I will be reluctant at this stage to be going beyond an hour, simply because the swarm process involves people sitting at a screen and looking at a computer. Okay. And, you know, that that would be uncharted territory, but certainly half an hour, 45 minutes is no problem at all. Excellent. And the client and their stakeholders can actually observe the swarm Absolutely. working on the platform, can they? Absolutely. I mean, the, the swarm has um, different levels. So there's there's the moderator team that have access to all of the background controls. They can pose questions. They can ask follow ups. They can interactively change the subject of the discussion if that's appropriate based on kind of the previous outputs from the swarm. Then you have the participants themselves who, you know, kind of see the tasks, participate in the decisions, can uh, communicate with each other and with with the moderators and the whole team um, through the chat function. And finally, you've got an observer uh, kind of situation where they can simply see everything that's happening, um, you know, but they can't engage, they can't um, pose questions. All of that would have to be done through the moderator. Interesting. Another kind of alarm bell when I'm listening to you is recruitment mm -hmm. is it a lengthy recruitment process and how receptive are kols and physicians to this form of yeah using a platform and engaging in a swarm uh, uh, so far we haven't had particular problems with recruitment i mean there's the obvious challenge that it's more difficult to bring a group of 10 or so people together at one time than it would be to recruit 10 IDIs. It's just, it's just a harder thing to do logistically. However, the technology being so new and the approach being different, we've actually found that um, senior physicians are actually quite interested to take part in it. You know, they've done a lot of depths in the past. They've done a lot of uh, online surveys, uh, and this is something that's new and different. And we certainly haven't seen any difficulty recruiting people to actually take part in this task. Okay. And what we've also experienced is that at the end of the sessions, you know, people spontaneously drop points in the comments like I enjoyed that or you know that that was that was interesting. I'd like to do that again. You know, so we get that level of feedback that you don't necessarily always get at the end of a, a TDI, no matter how well moderated it has been. Very much so. Thank you. 
We know our clients are under increasing pressure to provide data and insight to their internal stakeholders quicker and more agile than ever before. Is there a lengthy analysis period? From doing that swarm, Mike, my question to you is how quickly can our clients see the results? That's one of the real beauties of the whole technology is that it's almost immediate uh, and the outputs come in a variety of very visual almost slide ready um, graphs you know in a variety of different ways so that you can as a researcher you're able to focus in on the point that's important to you so it will give you the overall view of the decisions that were made by the swarm you're also able then to analyze at the individual respondent level so you can dive into exactly what changes in decision or in, in expectation individual respondents had in response to every question you can see where the influences are coming from so the analysis process starts immediately you've almost got a set of top line ready materials available to you within the hour and then the process of actually interrogating the swarm and coming to some you know incisive conclusions can certainly take place within within a day or two wow feel the energy mike from you yeah. when you're talking about this any top line from you know from from, from doing these with clients what's been their response so far i mean as i say i've got to follow up with the clients i'm actually in the process of of forming kind of a, a viewpoint from the client perspective in terms of where and when this will be appropriate so you know kind of be able to share more with you on that in the future but kind of the the top line perspective on it has been that they've recognized the engagement with the audience that it's generated they've seen it as being um, a, a complementary to existing quantitative data that they've got which asks fundamentally similar questions and they recognize the value of one data set that's based on ask lots of people their individual viewpoint coming from the quant and the swarm is giving you that different insight of ask a group of experts to come to a negotiated conclusion and they can see that those are two slightly different perspectives on the same problem and they actually give you an ability to form a more rounded overall viewpoint and perspective on what the correct answer is going to be. Wow, thanks Mike. In, in keeping I guess with the, the blueprint partnership kind of brand we never ever and this is something we, we we kind of I guess we're proud of yeah is we never put something in front of a client until we've seen the value so here at blueprint you know it's not innovation for innovating sake Absolutely. so in, in keeping with that I know you embarked on with a client yeah one of our key clients uh, kind of proof of concept using swarm could you and I think it's in the area of oncology. Can you tell us a little bit about that at a at a highlight at a kind of a, a top line level, Mike? Yeah, I mean the client really wanted to be able to uh, predict the implications of new imaging uh, potential, uh, and you know, kind of the swarm was a was a really nice way for them to to get the consensus viewpoint. Um, you know, so we could talk to a range of different people who would be managing the patient, who would be coming at that patient with different perspectives and different expectations and get a get a consensus view in terms of what the future might look like. You know, and that was very much, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the reason uh, for, for looking at this warm in, in this particular proof of concept. Excellent. I look forward to receiving some of those comments, perspectives, insights from the client, Mike. So 
in our in another podcast we'll certainly be sharing those with our listeners sam thank you mike sam sam you presented um at the ephemera conference in june 2021 with one of your key customers or partners at boringer ingelheim and if i remember correctly is in the area of oncology and you were both sharing the insights on a on a particular project which included swarm will you tell us on and tell our listeners a little bit about that rich oncology project, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. So we did, it was a big engagement. We did um, a qualitative phase to understand what um, patients and physicians cared about in their treatment experience. And um, we wanted to understand from a very blue sky perspective, what was going to be important for patients in the future? Where, uh, where is the market going? And that was a, obviously a big ask. And so we built in quite a few layers to be able to explore, challenge, pressure test, um, and then validate. And Swarm came in as that last part of our program, whereby we ran, we ran the call, we gathered our insights, we then ran a quantitative conjoint. So we, we gathered really robust data and then we um, utilized it uh, in a swarm with an ad board that had been partnered throughout the whole project and we pressure tested pressure test some of those insights. Um, and what was really interesting was that the um, physicians in the swarm had all the knowledge that we needed them to know. And I think that's really important in a swarm that the participants are as knowledgeable as they need them to be. They can't go in blind to this then it really is a finger in the air. But if they have the same level of knowledge um, as one another and as, as much as you know on the topic, then actually they can make really sound judgment calls and predictions on where to prioritise, which was how we utilise the swarm positions. I think, you know, that was really well received by the client. They appreciated that extra set of validation. They appreciated the agility of the swarm because not only do you ask your set questions, but you have your client in the back room that's asking you, okay, can you tailor the next question and just adapt it? Can we ask a follow-up? And all of that can happen in real time, which makes it very flexible, actually, as a quantitative tool, um, which was really appreciated. But I have to say, the value on that project, um, the validation aspect was certainly appealing, but the most valuable aspect was when we ran a secondary swarm with the client stakeholders. So we ran an internal workshop and we utilized Swarm as part of it. And I think Mike has mentioned on um, uh, you know, one of his uh, statements earlier is that what the Swarm enables us to do is to allow you to be influenced by the crowd. You know, you have to challenge your own answers continuously through the swarm because you can see how other people are responding. But it's all anonymous and there's zero hierarchy, which means all the politics fall away. So there's no medical perspective. There's no marketing perspective. There's no senior management perspective. You are all coming to the table with the exact same amount of knowledge on the topic and you are being influenced by the way that the crowd is predicting that answer and i think that not only was highly engaging um but it really removed those biases that you potentially get from a known individual at the table and that was really valuable because that meant that actually the decision that the group came to could be actioned on 
because we knew it wasn't biased. We knew that they could take that and run with that answer um, because it was a consensus. So it just makes decision-making much more agile by using a tool such as the Swarm. And I think that was where the client was really impressed by it. Everything that's really interesting, Sam, that you've got both layers there, haven't you? You've you've had the swarm with the actual respondents, the physicians, and a swarm with um with with the internal stakeholders, the customers, and yeah, the 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 anonymization, for want of a better word, must have been extremely valuable to um, our client and, and his team. So, so so thanks, Sam. Sam, succinctly, if you had to choose three words in true research fashion to describe the swarm, what would you say? This is not a sales exercise, Sam, at all. What would you say um, for a client listening? Great question. I actually don't have three words to describe the swarm. From my experience, there's one word and that's agility. And I think that that's such a crucial um, factor in, in conducting research today that that's where the value is for me. Thank you, Sam. Mike, you know what's coming. I'm going to ask you um, exactly the same question. And yeah, in, in true Sam fashion, she didn't answer three. She was succinct with one. What about yourself, Mike? Well, I'm going to cheat. I was going to ask, can I have three phrases instead of three words? Because I think for me, the first one would be that it's genuinely complimentary because I don't think this is either qual or quant. This is something different. It gives you an insight that you wouldn't otherwise get through standard or classic market research approaches that we've been using. So that would be the first one. I think it's also um, a good predictive tool because it enables people to make forecasts and to make predictions um, you know, much more readily than they can do if you simply ask one person to think aloud about the future. And the final thing I'd say is just engaging. You know, The experience we've had so far is that people really enjoy taking part in this, both from the client and from the, um, the respondent side. Thank you. So I'm hearing agility, it's engaging. We've talked about a lot of the benefits. I personally love the idea for our client that we can have data or insights within an hour, but certainly a summary within 24 hours. Is it expensive, Mike? Uh, no, it doesn't need to be. Um, you know, if, if you think about a, a, a group um, kind of discussion, you know, obviously it's more expensive than an, than an IDI because you've got more people. And I think the same thing tends to happen with the swarm. I think, you know, the, the incentives are quite uh, you know can can mount up if you've got expensive people taking part like KOLs, um, but the platform itself isn't that expensive. Uh, I think it's actually very cost effective for the level of insight and relative certainty you're going to have from the outputs. And of course, a client can talk to us at any point. We can provide them with a demo, and exactly. we can provide a bespoke approach, can't we, which will suit their business needs. So, for Good. all our listeners out there, hopefully you've. You've learned a little bit more about Swarm, um, the pros, how it can be used, um, optimum length of time, and some rich, I guess, adjectives from Sam and Mike. So we're going to wrap up now. Um, our next podcast will share some findings of Swarm in practice. So we're talking you through some key learnings, where and when a Swarm should be used. And again, we want to be impartial, so we want to share with you some key watch outs. So thanks ever so much for listening and um, looking forward to the, the next one. So um, thank you. Thank you.